This one for Lazard. Makes the play. Touchdown, Packers. Cousins going the fade for Thielen. It is caught for the touchdown. Fields under some pressure. Throws on the run. Lost one of the end zone. It is caught. It's Moody for the touchdown. What a great play. Pylon listeners, we are back. I'm recording uh, right after the Bears game here. Oh, man. Just a, a rough Monday night one, but a rough weekend as a whole for the NFC North. We'll get into all that, but before we do, let's get to the Pylon crew. So I'm Big Z, representing the Detroit Lions. Then we got Kinger, representing the Packers. Gentlemen, as always, great to be back with you. Let's talk some football. Remy, representing the Vikings. Minnesota, it'll be okay. And then last but not least, Barney representing the Bears. Boys, I feel like Herman Boone again. Let the boys play. Jada! Jada! <laughs> All right. Uh, and let's <laughs> hop right into that one, Barney, because the Bears, they fight back, uh, almost giving the Steelers their first loss after being up 14 points um, in the second half. But alas, uh, they fall just short. After trying to attempt a 65-yard field goal in Pittsburgh at the end of the game, uh, questionable decision. But I mean, you you can get to the you know the hot, the I guess the big point of the game was all the penalties going against the Bears in this one. I, I think that that kind of sticks out. That and Justin Fields' performance. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you said Justin Fields' performance because uh, you know it, it took a while to get you know really rolling on offense, but. Uh, that was we we scored 27 points and the Bears do not score that many points ever. So uh, that was that was a, it was a fun game to watch. Um, let's I mean, first off, the officiating was grotesque. Uh, on a national scale, you got people in the media all over the place saying, you know, how badly and one-sided the calls were. Now, I'm not referring to any of the neutral zone, you know, of which there was three of them, two of them by Robert Quinn. Uh, you know, I, there we had a couple um, uh, illegal formations. That I mean, that's all hilarious. That's another indictment to Nagy. A, a first quarter, I think it was our first drive, we call timeout, and then right outside of the timeout, on our first play, we have an illegal formation. It's just like, dude, get this stupid bald fuck off this goddamn team. But, um, I mean, come on. Yeah, what did you guys think? Did you guys think that was, a, I mean, as badly officiated as I did? Because I'm going to point out quite a few of these penalties that had no business being called. But, I mean. Penalties that should have been called or penalties that should have been called as well. Like, uh, both. Rough. The. The NFL's it seems like they have weird uh it's very inconsistent. Like for instance, roughing the passer, uh like Justin Fields just getting lit up and uh, and hitting the head no less, uh, and not called, but then it gets called the other way. Uh but you know, I've I've been in this seat a lot, so I understand the, the pain that you feel, Barney. Yeah, I mean, you brought up that that no call on like I've never heard the commentators, Brian Greasy and and Riddick, I've never heard commentators for an entire half, just shit on the officiating and try to like, just, you know, ease bears fans over here with at least saying like, that's bullshit on that hit. That was not called in the red zone, which by the way, was right after that, 
that terrible uh, low blocking call, which was legal. And but if he would have made contact with the guy with TJ Watt, it would have been legal. But James Daniels missed the fucking block. He whiffed completely and they still (laughs) threw a flag. That's like face masking somebody. (laughs) <laughs> who doesn't have a head and therefore doesn't have a helmet. It's like, well, you know, if he would have uh, made contact, that would have been face masking. But it was just like you're shaving points off with that touchdown. And then, and then you know, the next two plays later or whatever, Fields gets lit up uh, after two steps and Greasy's over here saying, you know, you just called that on Ben Roethlisberger. How are you not? Ca- I know this guy's a rookie, but how are you not calling that? Um, there were a couple more. I mean, they they shaved off that that uh, that touchdown uh, throw. They had the defensive pass interference on Jalen Johnson, which was just outstanding coverage. And that was at the that was their second to last uh, drive, which ended in a field goal because it was third down. And then they gave that a thirty yard pass uh, to the Steelers. Bosworth hits a you know the 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 field goal to go up to I don't know twenty three or something like that. And then the very next drive, uh, Cassius Marsh has the coolest, the coolest Sully <laughs> uh, after a sack or, you know, a stop. I can't even remember it with that, like, ninja kick. And then they call taunting on him. But the funny thing about that taunting call is Tony Carrenti, the lead official, who clearly had money on the game, hip checks, hip checks. Uh, Cassius Marsh on his way back to the Bears dugout or dugout uh, sideline and then yeets the flag up in the air, holds that position for about five seconds like he's Kobe taunting our own guy for taunting. I mean, that call led to an, to the second bullshit field goal of the game. The Bears had no business winning this. It was grotesque. The referees should be uh, indicted. And uh, I think there's going to be a documentary in about five years saying that uh, this game was one of them. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I do not want to talk about the officiating anymore because Justin Fields really did have a fucking awesome game. He, he got past the 200-yard mark. Should have Awesome been- second half. Let's say awesome second half, Barney. I mean, I I don't I don't really think his uh, first half was bad. Uh, a lot of his passes were on plays that you know had been called back for offensive uh, linemen downfield and shit like that. Like he still put he put the ball on the target for most part all game, and uh, he got the game going with Komet. And a lot of Bears fans, you know, they're they're not you know pleased with Komet's. Uh, performance so far you know since we drafted him and I'm just gonna ease those guys because dude Justin Fields has made a living off his tight ends he's never had great tight ends at Ohio State yet he absolutely made them lethal and I think that connection is only gonna get better um but but you know Kinger to a point you're right he absolutely started shredding it in the in this you know second quarter or second half um Dude, the, the, the 25 yard dart over the middle on the left hash to Jimmy Graham was awesome. Uh, Allen Robinson ripping that fade from the slot on that uh, last touchdown drive they had. The rollout to the left, uh, where he put that ball right on the money for Mooney uh, in the end zone. 
I mean, that's the second time in two weeks now he's rolled out to the left and he's just put in an absolutely perfect spot for our receivers to come down with the with the touchdown. Dude, this is this is a crazy little stat here because it it just seems like it shouldn't be a stat, but but Justin Fields' seven completions past 15 yards was the first time a Bears quarterback's done that in 15 years. <laughs> like, I don't think that that's like such a hard thing feet to cross, but um, I don't know. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think the kid had an outstanding game, 291 yards and a touchdown should have been over 300 and two touchdowns. But, um, you know, Tony Corrente crew had uh, had money on the game. And, um, you know, that that was just an impossible game for the Bears to win. Yeah, but I mean, you got to like the you got to like the effort that they put uh, at least in that game. Uh, <laughs> I do. I, it was awesome. I, I think the, the the defense, you know, I think they 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 made the stops and and Roquan's out there saying he gave he gave the game away and whatnot. Like, dude, those last two field goals, those were third down plays and those were punting plays. But they but they threw pa- defensive pass interference on a bullshit fucking call and then they threw taunting on that other call. Those are two field goals that should have never fucking happened. Those are two plays that are ending in punts. And if that happens, we're not talking about the Bears defense kind of giving it up. They made the stops they needed to. And then, you know, uh, that was terrible. That was fucking terrible. It's funny you say that because uh, <clears throat> Ryan Clark was on ESPN afterwards, basically just ripping the discipline of the Bears and how after Justin Fields put him in that position, although the officiating was poor, I mean, they did kind of lay down and continue to make mistakes on that last drive. But I hear what you're saying, Barney, and I'm not really trying to criticize the Bears because that was probably the most complete Bears performance that we have seen in quite some time. Um, It just is unfortunate there at the end that you guys continue to make mistakes. And I think that just all comes down to coaching. Although, you know, I think from the McCaskey's perspective and ownership perspective, they probably thought Matt Nagy's turning this program around Mm -hmm. after a performance after like last night. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I'm, I, I thought, all right, if we lose this game, that that just helps Nagy getting fired. So it was, you know, it was a great game by Justin. So I kind of felt like everything was neutral for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know how after, like, it was such bad officiating that I think like the McCaskies are like, well, you know what? I think I think you know Nagy did a bang up job, and uh, it wasn't that bad. The twelve fucking penalties is not his fault he's getting another extension so i'm kind of worried about that and uh, i i don't understand why they tried a 65 yard field goal at the end of the game that didn't make any sense to me whatsoever uh why why attempt that they ruined cairo's streak too yeah they ruined uh, cairo's streak now i i mean that that's tough i i think that's that's game that's gameplay right there that's matt Nagy making a terrible decision uh, one of a million. And uh, I don't know. I mean, Cairo Santos was absolutely fucking phenomenal, you know, since we signed him and probably leads our entire team in points uh, since we signed him. And it's just like that we put the ball in his hands at, or in his feet. And, but it's like, it's 65 or it's, you know, it's 65 yards. It's cold as hell over there. The ball's not going to be traveling. This is never traveled there. Like this isn't this isn't sixty eight yards in you know the Detroit Dome you know like <laughs> they had no business kicking that they were like 
five to ten yards short, and that was unfortunate. I thought it went off the crossbar, so I was it did like, look like oh. it from the back angle. <laughs> I was like, bounced. oh my god! But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going to count not going for the hail mary as the reason we lost because what I mean, what's the percentage that you make a hail mary toss? And, well, right. I just thought it was a really bizarre decision. That's all. I'm with you, Nagy. That's another fucking reason why Nagy's just does not does not uh, need a headset on during the game. For sure. Uh, all right. So the Bears move to what is it? Three and six, Barty. Yep. Three and five. Four, four game losing streak. But don't three worry, guys, because Nagy said two years ago we went through a four game losing streak. Last year we went through a six game losing streak. He knows how to come out of these. So uh, it might be eight games this year. But we're going to come out of it for a nice, strong push at the end. Well, you got to have a bye week right next week, right? And then you got the <laughs> Ravens. So, got two weeks to prepare for them. Yeah. A team that the Lions should have beat. So, uh, but a team that Minnesota should have beat. Well, we'll get to that in a moment, Remy. Uh, but right now, let's move on to the Packers game where Jordan Love makes his uh, debut, Kinger. And uh, it was a little rough to watch offensively in this game. Very rough uh, to watch. Off thirteen to seven loss to the Chiefs. The I mean, holding the Chiefs at thirteen that 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 should get you a victory, especially on the road. Um, at least from my perspective, I don't know about anybody else, but Jordan Love and the the Packers offense didn't look like it, it didn't look like they had a game plan really for a while. But may, maybe I'm maybe that was my observation. What do you think, Kinger? No, I agree with you. And uh, <clears throat> Lafleur came out afterwards and said that the blame pretty much goes solely on him for how he didn't really set the team up for success. And, you know, I agree with that because the Chiefs defense was pretty much set on a specific game plan. And that was they were going to basically engage eight. They were going to rush yeah. six, seven all night long. Right. And so when you have that, I mean, you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers in the pocket who's going to just absolutely shred that if you get your one-on-ones on the outside, which they were leaving for a lot of the Packers wide receivers. Now, it's a little bit, I mean, I was a little bit disappointed that there weren't more beaters for that in place to try and beat that the heavy blitz that they were bringing every time. And one thing that I want to note that this is probably our offensive line's worst performance of the year. Royce Newman was just pretty much atrocious in there at guard. Elton Jenkins surprisingly didn't have a very good game as well. Just across the board, they weren't um, pass blocking and, and they didn't have the communication up front that they have in, in in previous weeks, right? That obviously being a strength of the Packers. So it was really a tough position for, uh, you know, Love to come in, a pretty tough road environment for his first game. And, you know, I will be admit, I mean, Jordan Love did not look great, I, you know, and uh, there were some throws out there that, you know, couple uh, when they were released from his hand you were like whoa I mean that's an ugly ball no spirals on it but um, you know I want to give him credit because he did have a handful of throws I'd say four or five throws that um, you know show that he does have some talent in there but just overall this first week performance was really not what uh, you want to see from your future quarterback but at this point, you know, it was, it, I said, I think the coaching staff could have done a lot better job scheming for him. It was, it was pretty tough. But uh, to highlight your point about the defensive side of the ball, anytime you hold the Kansas City Chiefs to 13 points and you're in a position where Patrick Mahomes and, and that offense had one of the worst statistical games of their tenure between Mahomes and Andy Reid, uh, you, you got to try and find a way to win that football game. And, um, you know, I think that just, again, speaks credit to what Joe Barry's doing with this defense, our acquisitions, 
Um, our young players, we do have some studs. And it's just that's the most exciting part for me to see is, is the fact that we were still in this ball game, even the position that we were on on the offensive side, how poor everything is. is but, uh, you know, the, the Packers defense continues to deliver on a week to week basis. And, you know, it sucks to take the L, but, uh, you know, it's one we can afford to lose, especially with the rest of the NFC already having a couple losses. The Rams getting spanked on Sunday night football. So, you know, long term, this is something that uh, the you know, Cardinals it, won with Colt McCoy. Though. They did. And the 49ers are pretty bad. That's what I think we're coming to to realize with you, that. But, you know, uh, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan, I know off topic, but Kyle Shanahan has the same record through however many games that uh, he's coached uh, as Chip Kelly. Yeah, so. you you take away 2019 and the Niners are bad. But uh, you know, like I said, it just it, it it's one of those games where it's unfortunate. Everybody, I think, would have loved to see Rodgers and Mahomes. Um, and I think the Packers do, you know, win that game pretty easily with Aaron Rodgers behind center. But uh, you know, Aaron should hopefully be back Sunday versus Seattle next week. He's got that natural immunity now, so uh, hopefully going forward we don't have any uh, have any issues. But uh, you know, rough first game, rough first game. So yeah, that that's a good question. Do you guys know um, if natural immunity uh, is considered the vaccine now? Uh, like- no, I don't think it is. Oh yeah, I well, heard. I everybody heard he might- shitting on Rodgers here lately, uh, Kinger for I, lying and stuff. It, dude, on dude, all the pregame shows, uh, even you can't. Like, I heard like, he I still might want, not be back. I don't. Dude, he's gonna be back, Remy. He's got. It's according to what everything I'm hearing. He's got back. no symptoms, so he'll be back. Dude, the, the uh, there there was a gentleman who literally killed a woman because of a reckless decision that he done over the same week as Aaron Rodgers just decided not to, uh, you know, obviously get the vaccine and and that that was the big story like all over the place it's pathetic it's it, pathetic I, I don't even want to get you don't can't even get me going on this media here too because the con, they continue they they bring the drama to green bay like, Remy, you know, do your part this is like it blows hey, my mind i don't too. make the rules but the media the rules in the media <laughs> is it if it bleeds it leads i'm sorry all of sorry. his all of his teammates around here going you know just mind your own business like you know if you don't understand what's going on in the locker room nobody on the team is upset with aaron rodgers right they're acting like it's some big rift he betrayed the team everybody in the facility was well aware so you know that's just a different conversation i don't want to get into it but it's it's just very unfortunate that the media has dumped on him well, and the media continues to fire this up in green well, bay well i i think it was kind of quieting down then he did the mcafee interview that it just like all went that Which just started on fire. So the MLK quote was oh, uh, yeah. fantastic. That, yeah. I, that one's I, I, really I'm good. A big, I'm a big fan of uh, of Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, so here's the thing, uh, Kinger. And again, this is Jordan Love's first game. You know, I I totally respect you. I was chirping you all weekend just because the Bears weren't playing Sunday, and that was the game I really wanted to watch because I'm like, you know what, this guy's playing, and he has Matt Lafleur, who is one of the better. Yeah offensive game callers uh you know i think he is uh he's got wide receivers he's got weapons he's got a pretty decent line right and mm-hmm. he's going up against a fairly ba- shitty yeah, 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 Kansas yeah. city so i was i was thinking all right let's see what a real coach dials up for his you know his quarterback obviously lafleur says that it's you know the game's on him but i just want to i just want to ask you this uh Dude, I think it's seven games now that Aaron Rodgers has missed since like 2017 or like 2015, whatever it is. Uh, I think it was it's 17 because of that one injury uh, that he had in 2018. But uh, in those seven games, the Packers averaged 13 points per game, which 
is three full points below the 0-16 Lions and like the whatever worst record that is, you know, that's right next to the Lions. Are you worried that legit that after Aaron Rodgers is gone, that not that the offense is going to be that bad, but it's just like you're not going to have a good offense anymore. I mean, I, I can't say I'm worried, Barney, because it's like I gotta we gotta wait and see what happens with with Jordan Love. You know, we just gotta wait and see. And I keep saying that because you're right. The national media is ready to burn him at the stake. They want to trade him, do anything and everything you can to keep Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, I, I'm in the stance where I, I would right. like Aaron Rodgers to be here as long as possible. When you got a good thing going, you don't want it to end. But if you look back, and I was watching some of the Packers media as ridiculous as most of these folks are. I I, I've told you guys, I can't stand 90% of the Packers beat reporters media. I just can't. Um, but they go back and you look at a couple of Aaron Rodgers games when Favre gets hurt back in 05, 06, before he uh, became the full-time starter. And there were some horrendous numbers up there. I mean, they got blown out by New England 48-3. There was another game versus Baltimore that they got absolute. I'm sorry, that was the Baltimore game that they got smoked by. There's another game versus... New England, where Rodgers was less than 50% completion percentage, you know, a couple interceptions in the game, and just his the numbers weren't there. And so it takes some time for a quarterback to be able to find that rhythm. Now, I'm not going to go out and sugarcoat it and be like, oh, shit, yeah, you know, I'm very comfortable. Jordan Love's got what it takes, right? Like, nobody can look at that game, watch that game unobjectively and be like, all right, there's definitely – he's got a lot to improve on going forward. But it's like, you know – we're the Green Bay Packers. We figure out a way to get things done. And, you know, I, I agree. And I see what you're t- coming with. And and I'm not going to deny that. It has been very poor and Rodgers hasn't played. But I'm not ready to just, you know, go all out saying, oh, we're done once Rodgers is. It could be a couple few se- a few bad seasons. But I think just the overall culture and the way that we approach the draft and, and how we manage the roster, it's one of those things we'll figure out a way. But, uh, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens going forward. That should hopefully be it for for love for the remainder of the year. I just think that it's just it's crazy because they felt in the in that wide receiver that was probably that the, the deepest wide receiver class you know in in a while and they felt the need to draft his replacement and and at at least right now and everything leading up to this point on all reports you know practices and whatnot he does not look the part and it's just like how do you further this rift with Aaron Rodgers and I hope Aaron Rodgers is not as spiteful as I think he is because I think that game actually helped Aaron Rodgers, uh, or at least the the Packers brass, be like, oh, okay, fuck, we need to just come to the table. No and doubt, make Barney. Sure. I agree with that. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of so, pissed about that 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 Jordan Love did that fucking bad because now I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely not fucking leading. You know, <laughs> you want to say that fucking bad? I, you know that that quote. I agree, he was bad, but I honestly think, with the exception of a couple of throws, he outplayed Mahomes. Like, you know, like I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. All right. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, there are. I I saw some Packers Twitters claiming that he did so bad that that just proves that Rodgers is going to get an extension. I mean, look, you're hoping we don't have to put Jordan Love into action the rest of the year. But if you were going to go off of that single performance, like I, I, I think, you know, already our front office is saying, okay, like, uh, you know, what can we do here to make sure that Aaron Rodgers is still our quarterback going forward? So, you know, I'm not going to even get my hopes up on ahead on the how far that far out, right? We're, the Packers are still 7-2. We're still in a great position to to have a good season here, make a run. So, 
Um, it is what it is. We just got to hope that, you know, either Jordan Love starts making massive improvements in practice, which the likelihood obviously are very little, or Aaron Rodgers stays healthy and we get an Aaron Rodgers-led team for the rest of the year. But, uh, you know, it was a tough first game, but it's not an L that I take too 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 much to heart here. It's going to happen. It's a tough road game, and, uh, you know, we're still in, in a fine position going forward. Is a W, though, because uh, they covered. So They, not, they covered not again. All loss. If you were betting, the, if you were betting the Packers this year, you'd be making a lot of money in the NFL. I don't know why we don't. None of us have hopped on the Packers weekly train, but uh, you know, they they continue to cover. You're right. <laughs> I think uh, now that you know Aaron Rodgers is doubling down and is public enemy number one in the view of the media. You know how like people get random drug tests all the fucking time. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers is gonna test positive at least one more time because they are they just want to make him the biggest enemy in the spotlight. Oh yeah, dude. His his opening press conference when he comes back is like I don't even think they're gonna even ask him any questions about the football game. They're just gonna drill him about you know his life decisions. And I hope he tells them all the pound sand. I really do. Hey. At least, at least Kirk Cousins came out and admittedly said that he is against the vaccine. Not against it, but that his medical records are private and pulled the whole plexiglass. He didn't have to lie about it. He didn't lie. He didn't he lie. Manipulated. He sidestepped. Uh, he sidestepped and manipulated. <laughs> he said bit. he was immunized. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't say anything specific. Yep. But, uh, all X's right. And so. Yeah, and, and you get the Seahawks next week, Kinger, with uh, Russell Russ Wilson. Russell back. Yeah, that's yeah, always a fun game, yeah. fun, <laughs> Always fun fun games between those two teams. Uh, well, let's get to the last one of this uh, past Sunday, and that, of course, is the Vikings blowing another late lead and a game. Uh, or Remy, Kirk Cousins, he, another last-minute drive to tie the game. Uh, he, he's actually been clutching a lot of these late-game situations, but then they just don't pull out the victory. Uh, it's got to be tough for you. Big Z, I'm going to start off by saying this is fucking bullshit, dude. This, <laughs> this five losses is a combined of 18 points. You don't understand. This is like the best, worst Vikings team I have I ever understand. seen in my entire life. Nobody has ever even considered Minnesota to even come close to beating the Ravens, as I recall last podcast. Yet here we are opening the second half, and it's Kene Ngagu. I butchered that last name. Just houses a 97-yard, 95-yard kick to the house. We're up 24-10 on them. I'm starting to wake up from my nap a little bit. It's feeling great. And and, And we start to figure out that Lamar Jackson can't just run the QB draw. Now he got a lot of yards doing it, but now we start, you know, Kenny Willickis and and guys start stepping in uh, without Daniel Hunter really started figuring Lamar out. But then in the second half, you start to see Hollywood Brown just cooking on all receivers. Um, I just, I can't, this is like the best slash worst season because every, every loss seems like a moral victory, but we're still sitting at, three and five with a, every week seems to be a better chance at a draft pick. Not that I'm going down that road yet. We still got the chargers and green Bay coming up, I believe. So um, it, it's frustrating. And uh, you know, Dalvin cook over a hundred yards on the ground. Um, it, it, it's it, no touchdowns. Justin Jefferson only got five receptions. Um, 
you know, maybe Stefan Diggs was right when he said this was just a run heavy offense and that he didn't want to be you no know, part about it because if we're only giving five looks to Justin Jefferson a game, he's not going to want to resign here in a couple of years. Um, but you're right. You know, Minnesota pisses away a victory. It goes to overtime. And not only that, but my boy Anthony Barr intercepts Lamar Jackson in overtime. And all we have to do is just go make a fucking field goal. And Kurt can't even push the ball because, again, the engage eight just got to him. And I just I I couldn't believe how close of a game it was. I couldn't believe that we were close to beating one of the top teams in the AFC um, it, it, it's so frustrating to watch this team. And I sound like a broken record week in and week out be so good, but yet just be so fucking bad. It's, we, we play these good teams on the road, almost perfect, but it's so hard to win football games apparently in the NFL. So is this know. more I, on, is it more <laughs> on the Vikings personnel? Is it on the coaching? What, where do you, where, this where is 100%, 100% on the coaching. An offensive coordinator. Um, I don't think we make any firings, and I, you wouldn't catch me dead saying this in the beginning of the season, or probably in the remainder of time before this. But it's starting to look like the writing is on the wall for Zimmer and Clint Kubiak to get out of there. Um, there's still nine games left, Remy. And you're only one game out of the playoffs. Yeah, and you're only 18 points away. Uh, from Do you know how much I'd kill for that right now? Do you know how much I'd kill for that? <laughs> 18 that's the magic number no but i mean as there's a standard there's a standard here in minnesota i mean you you have some of the best offensive weapons in the game and you can't fucking do anything kirk cousins has been in the system for three to four years and you can't do anything mike zimmer has coached this defense from worst to best and you can't do anything so I'm starting to think it's it's not the players because certainly Justin Jefferson can play, Adam Thielen can play, Dalvin Cook can play. We got an offensive line to keep Kirk clean. Say that five times, and you can't fucking do anything. We need a young guy who can go in there and fucking throw the ball down the field, and not this bullshit dump, dive, dip, dodge, and duck. I'm so sick of it. I need there needs to be a change in Minnesota. And I think it will come at the end of the year. You are right. We are very close to having that uh, playoff spot, which would be awesome because um, with the way, I mean, the Rams, the Rams look good. Everyone's going to lose once in a while, but Packers only need a few more losses and we can just line up with them in the playoffs. And I will be glad for that to happen. Remy um, is keeping that pipe dream alive. Keeping that pipe oh, dream alive. I'm, I, I'm, I'm speaking it into existence, baby, especially if Rogers tests positive again. Um, and we have to play. Jordan I can Love. see anyway, Delvin running right now. Yeah, yeah. Any, <laughs> anyway, uh, right, right before games start, uh, Harrison Smith tested positive for COVID. He again is unvaccinated, and he will be out. He was out that game, and will be out again next Sunday against the Chargers. So that's another big blow to the secondary. Um, it's just rough, man. It's rough being a Viking fan, and I don't know how else to put it. Eighteen fucking points. Eighteen. Remy, so on the record, um, regarding Kirk, do you in fact not like that? No, I do like that. Look at his stats. I think he's got <laughs> fourteen or fifteen touchdowns to two or three picks. He's played good. He just hasn't. I don't know. I don't know. When I I think he needs to step up. No pun intended. He needs to step up when the ball's in his hands in in those late. If he's a veteran and he's in, he knows what he has to do on on second, on third down, in overtime, 
You just need a fucking score. You just need a fucking score. Go down in field goal territory and give it to Greg the leg. Yes, I'm talking about Greg Joseph. But <laughs> if he can't make those decisions like that and is just going to take a sack on third down, like, God damn. So I don't know. I mean, Kirk's playing well, but we're losing games. The Vikings are playing well, but we're losing games. I, I think we need a more offensive guy, offensive-minded, per, like, coaching to develop quarterbacks. And I don't think it happens under Zimmer. As much as I like and respect Zimmer, how much has he done to clean up the culture of this organization and take our defense from a no identity to an identity? And it's, it's, it's the writing is close to being on the wall for him to maybe make an exit. Well, I guess time will tell, uh, Rami. There's still, it's still a long season here, with especially with the extra game. So... Uh, but it, there does seem to be a lot of consistent uh, results for you, unfortunately, on the the losing side of things. But we really. again, we covered, we covered. So, <laughs> Rami, I think you and guys make overhead. the playoffs. I'm just, I'm just saying, I think that seventh spot is yours. And I would hate, I would hate to be that team. I what, what is it? Second place that has to face because uh, the first place team gets the bye. Second place yep. team. Has, Green Bay. I would hate to be that second ranked team because that is a Green dangerous Bay. team. That is a dangerous Vikings team right there. I mean, here's it's all going to be Green Bay or the Rams. I feel like right now, right now, the seven seeds, the Falcons at four and four. Then you got the Panthers four and five Vikings, Seahawks, 49ers at three and five. Then the Eagles, Giants, Bears at three and six. Uh, so I, I think the Vikings are the best team out of all those. I would say, I mean, Se- Seahawks are getting Se- Russell. Seattle's, Seahawks are getting, Seattle's probably their biggest. They're getting uh, Russell I'll, Wilson. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I'll, I'm good with that, too. Yeah. And the Falcons are kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde team. They, they play really good and then really bad. Certain I'm ways. pretty sure they still have to play Tampa twice, though. I'm pretty sure. No, they, play, they played them once already. They already did play them once? Mm-hmm. You got to play the Tampa 2, huh? Tampa 2. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, you know, the, the, it, it'll be... Uh, It'll definitely come down to tiebreakers, it seems, whoever's going to get that seventh spot. There's going to be a lot of weird tiebreakers going on. Um, all these records are really close to each other, except for the Lions. The Lions did get some help with the Jaguars winning uh, this week in terms of draft position. <laughs> so, How incredible that was, one of the, was that? Unbelievable uh, how, the, the, how the Bills scored six points against the Jaguars. Unbelievable. And her Josh that. Allen, her Josh Allen's MVP odds too. I think Tom Brady moved to the top spot now. At so. Any given Sunday, yeah. man. Tom Brady's like plus three fifty now. I just read. It doesn't help that the Cardinals whooped on the 49ers without Murray for his MVP odds. Just a little bit, not not totally, but just a little bit. I I as somebody who took the Cardinals minus two and a half for that best bet, I thought Kyler was going to be playing the entire week, and I was buying that dip. And then, and then when he was out, it was like Cardinals plus five and a half. I'm like, oh boy, this might be an over three week for me. <laughs> and then Colt McCoy just went out there and dealt it. <laughs> well, James Conner, really. Uh, I mean, he yeah. absolutely dominated that game. That 49ers team looks uh, not good. Not Suspect. Good. Yeah. It, it, so, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up here. Uh, discussing this week. Uh, we have a lot of who the Vikings have next week. I, I didn't look at that. Uh, Chargers. 
Chargers. Chargers. Oh, man. Who's going to Chargers? Who's going to mess up that game in the last th- two minutes? That'll be fascinating. Those are two teams that have a long history of messing up in the last two minutes. So, oh, this is the revenge game for Justin Jefferson for crowning Justin Herbert uh, rookie of the year. So expect expect a <laughs> hundred and expect a hundred and eighty yards from Justin Jefferson. Huh? I didn't I didn't. I think you're the only one that thinks it might be a revenge game, Remy. But you know, whatever, whatever gets you oh, fired no. up, whatever gets you fired <clears throat> up for me, Sunday. Me and all of Vikings Twitter, yes, yes. <laughs> um, Eighteen motherfucking points, boys. Damn boys, it! I just want to say it took nine weeks, but the Bears threw for more than two hundred yards. All right, we got the monkey off our back. Sky's the limit now for the Bears. The sky is the limit, and yo- dude. Shout out, shout out, Kid J for having me hop on the Justin Fields over because that hit, that hit in yards. Yes, sir. A blind squirrel finds a nut, right? That's what they say. I have, a, I have a feeling that was, uh, that was a very, very dangerous game for the rest of Chicago Bears opponents from years on. This was, this was the one small step for man, one giant leap for Justin Fields that he needed, and you guys. He's shaking in your boots. He looks Whatever smooth. helps you sleep this week, He looks Barney. smooth. <laughs> he does look smooth. I agree, though. He's definitely, uh, the last two weeks, definitely shown a lot of improvement uh, for sure. So, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Twitter at the Pylon Pod. Instagram at the Pylon. Please follow us on there. Message us with your thoughts about this week's games or next week's upcoming games. Uh, and then Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, please download, please subscribe, please leave a review. We'll be back later this week previewing uh, what week is it now? Week 10 of the NFL season. We're already in the double digits now. Oh, man. And, and they turn back the clocks an hour. The, the sun's down at 430. Uh, so we're really getting into the, the colder months here uh, and football really ramping up. All right, gentlemen, our producer, KJ, thank you. Uh, Everybody have a great start to your week, and we'll be back later. Tony Currency can eat a dick. <laughs>